York Giants lose to the Philadelphia Eagles 48-22, and I was lucky enough to be in attendance. I actually have uh, proof here. Got the giant towel, and unfortunately not too proud of it because the Giants really just got absolutely demolished. The Philadelphia Eagles are one of the best teams in football, and the New York Giants are clearly not. And it just... You know, the, the Eagles have dominated this rivalry, and it just sucks to see the Eagles so good so quickly, where you just think back a couple of years ago where they lose the game basically intentionally to Washington, where the Giants really needed them to win to get in you know, and win the division. Of course, it was a joke as the NFC East was really bad at that point. The Eagles are very, very good. They are looking pretty good for the number one seed. The big, their biggest threat is the Dallas Cowboys, who barely won today against the Texans, but there is one more game at Dallas, so I think the Eagles will get there. I guess the, the more interesting thing will be the last game of the season when the Giants go to Philly. Will the Eagles basically be on the verge of clinching, or will they have already done so with the one seed? Now, from the Giants' standpoint, you're kind of hoping that it's already been taken care of, but on the flip side, Washington plays Dallas, so you kind of want it to mean something for Dallas. It really won't work out completely optimally, but we'll see. But anyway, the Giants do remain in the playoffs thanks to the Carolina Panthers beating the Seattle Seahawks. So the Giants at 7-5-1 are a half game ahead of the Seattle Seahawks and a game and a half ahead of the very of the surging Detroit Lions. Detroit is really coming on strong. So a loss that at one point seemed like, ah, like, damn, how do you lose so much strike? No, no, no. That's a really good football team. And I, I don't feel as bad about that. But there was a lot of key losses slash tie along the way. You know, you look back at Seattle, that was a pretty key loss. That's key competition. Detroit as well. And Washington tying them. And it just sets up an, a crucial, crucial Sunday night football game next week against Washington. That is a game where if you win, you're looking really good to make the playoffs. If you lose, it's a very good chance you're not making it. it it's that it's that important. It is as close to a playoff game as you can find considering that there are three games after that, right? So it's not as if it's the last week of the season or even, I mean, look, there's three games to go after the Commanders game, but that's a huge, huge game. The Giants are in a bad way right now. And for Washington, that'll be two straight games versus the Giants. They have a bye in between those two Giant games. Luckily, the Giants didn't really come away too injured in this one. Daniel Bellinger left with a rib injury. I, I don't know. It didn't. It's tough to tell because the Giants got just crushed, so they weren't going to push anything. Saquon Barkley came into this game with a neck injury that and he, he was kind of limited. And look, Saquon is kind of breaking down a little bit. I hope to see him just have kind of one more special night against Washington. But clearly he's not doing too well health-wise, whether that be the shoulder or the neck. But the Giants didn't really, as we know it, uh, sustained too many injuries this game. Leonard Williams didn't play. So we've yet to see Ojalari, Thibodeau, Lawrence, and Williams all in the same game. And so you hope next week to somehow get Adore Jackson back, to somehow get Leonard Williams back, to somehow get Xavier McKinney back. But there's more of a chance that all three of them are out than all three of them are in. You'd like to think Leonard Williams, but he didn't practice at all this week. But you'd like to think Leonard Williams, he's, you know, maybe he won't be 100% effective, but that he would gut it out. Adore Jackson, 
I don't know. The, the Xavier McKinney one is kind of a weird one because I think he maybe could play with a club on his hand, but that's the Washington game. Let's discuss the Seagull game. And I was there, and it was just an ugly game all around. They were just done from the start, and the weather wasn't good. You know, I thought the only chance that they really had, I felt like, was if the weather was really, really, really bad. It wasn't quite that. It was cold. It was there was some rain. It was a you know, wintry mix, but it wasn't anything that was going to stop the Eagles. And Giants were bad on both sides of the ball. To me, like the Giants on defense could not do anything at all. Like specifically, not to say the offense was any good. It wasn't. But the defense for the Giants was really, really bad. I mean, Jalen. I mean, the running game. The Eagles ran for 253 yards four, and total yards, 437 to 304. And that's kind of misleading. I, I mean, like the Eagles really did whatever they wanted to. And third downs, they were really solid. There was a really key fourth down that we'll talk about and where the game really kind of got. It was a, a kind of a, a sequence in the second quarter where the game just completely was done for the Giants. And... Turnovers really weren't a thing in this game. It was just the Eagles simply beat up the Giants in the trenches everywhere. It, it was just – and it's tough to see as a Giant fan. It sucks because the Eagles are really good. We saw what the Cowboys did to the Giants this year. The Giants need to find a way to get a divisional win, and that's – you know, they have two chances remaining, the Washington one being the most important one, and then the Eagles to finish the, the season. But, you know, Jalen Hurts, really efficient, just really good – Passing, rushing, and like I said, Miles Sanders, 17 carries, 144 yards and two touchdowns. He was really good. And A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith had some big plays, some really big touchdowns. It's not as if they had crazy numbers, but it's because they didn't have to. And for the Giants, you know, look, Saquon Barkley didn't do a whole lot. Rushing was not a, really much of a thing. You know, Gary Brightwell had like a nice run or two, but... You know, a lot of Richie James sort of garbage time stuff. It was not a whole lot. Not a whole lot to speak of. So let's try to just get through this. And to start out, the Giants, they, they did get a first down. They did get a first down. Isaiah Hodgins, who's been a nice find for the Giants, you know, really, you you at least can, like with Kenny Galladay just being completely horrible. And today, Galladay, he was, he was active, but no receptions. You know, you can throw out right now Slayton, Hodgins and Richie James. Again, it's bad, but like even like anything below that, and it'll be even worse. But there's a couple sacks. Andrew Thomas was responsible for one of them, which you hate to see because he's just, you know, really a rock for the Giants. But he's he's sacked by Josh Sweat. And then Hassan Reddick, who's a giant killer. We'll talk about another giant killer later. But uh Reddick gets around Evan Neal. And so the Eagles have the ball and they go 14 plays, 84 yards, a minute, eight minutes and five seconds. Pretty easy stuff. There was a couple of third down conversions. There was a few third conversions. You know, Devontae Smith was a seven yard catch against Fabian Moreau on third and six of the Giant 38. There was an illegal use of hands penalty on Fabian Moreau, so Moreau struggled. But it, it's capped off by a Miles Sanders three yard touchdown run. Giants get the ball back down seven, nothing. There was, like I said, that Gary Brightwell 13 yard run, but ultimately nothing comes of it. And the Giants punted away. Eagles start their own nine. That was no problem for them. They would go 91 yards. And this is where the game really was lost for the Giants. Definitely. 
Eagles are moving the ball. You know, uh, Devontae Smith has a 15-yard catch again. Like, like I said, Fabian Moreau was one of many players in that secondary that struggled. But long story short is this. Fourth and seven at the Giant 41, and there's 12 minutes left in the second quarter. The Eagles, like, it just deserved disrespect to the Giants' defense. They said, fuck it, we're going to go for this. Because in that situation, you could understand if they punted. The Giants' offense wasn't doing much of anything. You know, like, they're at a spot where you can't get, you know, fourth and seven, that's not an easy conversion. And what happens? It's a 41-yard touchdown. Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith. And it's just, Darnay Holmes was beat by by Smith, but but even worse, not badly, but he was beat. Julian Love, terrible job where he's trying to get the interception. Dude, it's fourth down. Just bat the ball. Bat the ball down. It was a missed interception by by Julian Love. You can't have that. For someone who I think has really taken a step, you know, is really, what is he now, in his fourth year. It's been a nice year for Julian Love. There's been a lot asked of him, and he's done pretty well. That was just really bad. You cannot try to make the interception there, especially on fourth down. That What, what does that do? You'd be better off with an incomplete pass. Bat that ball down. So Love, really bad job there. And that was a horrible situation that eventually gets worse. And how does it get worse? On a punt attempt for the Giants, Jamie Gillen just drops the ball. And then when it's like a drop punt. That's illegal. You can't do that. And not that the ball went far anyway, but I guess it was more instinctual and desperation. So the, so the ball starts at the giant third. The drive starts at the giant 33 on one play. A.J. Brown, 33-yard touchdown. So where four minutes to go in, in game action, it was 7-0. Well, it wasn't looking good. But it was 7-0, fourth and seven. You make a stop. You kind of have the ball close to midfield down seven. You get that Smith touchdown on a bad play by Love. Gillen was just an embarrassing punt thing. And then, boom, first play, A.J. Brown, 33 yards. Ball game. Ball game right there. That was it. That was the moment where this game was done. 21-0. Then the Giants. And it's funny. The Giants, they weren't like there weren't three and outs. The Giants did find ways to get first. It's like I said, the Giants' offense wasn't completely horrible. But that's being that's still being kind. The Giants did punt. And... The Eagles had bad field position. And here's a, you know, some good moments for the Giants. On 4th and 16 at the Eagle 2, Ellerson Smith blocks the punt. Interestingly enough, though, the Eagles, the punter recovers the ball. I think he got hurt on the play, actually. Recovers it and almost actually got the first down, but he was he was short. He was short by a few yards, but it, like... That would have been something. So the Giants have really good field position. They start at the 15. You get a Daniel Bellinger 11-yard catch. And then on second and goal at the two, Isaiah Hodgins, two-yard touchdown from Daniel Jones, 21-7. But what happens on the next play? Yep, Boston Scott, giant killer with a 66-yard return. That's exactly what happened. So anytime the Giants had any chance to gain any type of momentum, quickly snuffed out. And eventually Jake Elliott connects on a 29-yard field goal. Uh, 29-yard field goal. Giants do nothing when they get the ball back, and so they trail 24-7 at half. Eagles get the ball first in the second half. They move the ball a bit. Jalen Hurts gets involved on the ground with a couple of nice runs, and it leads to a Jake Elliott 39-yard field goal, and the Giants are trailing by 20 at this point. Then the Giants uh, get a nice drive going, 11 plays, 75 yards. And on this one, you get a, a couple of Richie James catches, Isaiah Hodgins as well, and it ends in a one-yard QB sneak 
by Daniel Jones. So it is at this point 27-14. They cut it to a 13-point deficit. But again, Boston Scott with a nice kick return gets the ball to the Eagle to the 37-yard line of the Eagles. And this was a drive again where the Eagles basically did whatever they wanted. Miles Sanders looked really good. And eventually it's a Jalen Hurts 10-yard touchdown run. Gives the Eagles a 20-point lead. Now the Giants do go three and out. There's a sack in there as well. Brandon Graham sacks Daniel Jones. There actually was a fourth and four attempt where Darius Slate makes a seven-yard catch, but they call Chris Myrick on an offensive pass interference, so the Giants punt it away. The Eagles go three and out. And so in we're now, we're now in the fourth quarter. Giants are down by 20. They have the ball. They do convert. They do convert on a fourth down. There's a 37-yard catch for Darius Slayton, who was held in check by either James Bradbury or Darius Slay. And there's a false start on Evan Neal, which set them back a bit. Eventually, the Giants end up turning it over on downs, and the Eagles. And at this point is when I left. Uh, and normally, I, I would stay. You know, I'm the type of fan that usually sticks it out. But the weather was so bad, this game was over, and. So the Eagles score again, a 40-yard touchdown for Miles Sanders gives the Eagles a 41-14 lead. Then the Giants bring in their, you know, uh, bench players. Tyrod Taylor comes in on the second play. Taylor fumbles the ball on a sack. Matt Parrott was in at left tackle. Brandon Graham at the sack, recovered by the Eagles. And then, of course, it's got to be Boston Scott, right? Boston Scott, he has, like, more than half of his career touchdowns versus the Giants. I think that's like nine now, which sounds, which sounds insane. Whatever it is, I'm pretty sure he's above 50% with touchdowns against the Giants. He doesn't really do that much versus the rest of the NFL, but this is what happens. So Scott with the touchdown, three-yard run, gives the Eagles a 48-14 lead. And then the Giants, we, we've seen a lot of Richie James garbage touchdowns. It happens again. Richie James, uh, there was a 32-yard uh run for Tyrod Taylor on a fourth and 15, but Richie James, 19 yard touchdown. And then a two point conversion successful Taylor to Hodgins, but it doesn't matter. The giants lose it 48 to 22. Just absolutely obliterated. This is their worst loss of the season in terms of, they just were not in this game where like other games, the lions one did eventually get ugly, but they were in that game. They were in it. This was over. This game was the most lopsided. And look, the Giants, like this Washington game, is it's a lot. Because either, either it's a situation where your season just completely went from what, six and one or seven and two, and just down the tubes in a real bad way to end. Or look, bad stretch, but you win this really big game against Washington. This is the biggest giant game in a long time. This is really the biggest shot game since 2016. Now, I know that 2020, they had that, you know, down the stretch, they had a chance, but really that was because the NFC was a joke. This is their biggest game since 2016. Has to be in a head-on matchup with Washington. Now, again, if you lose to Washington, let's say Seattle loses, which they could. They play Thursday night home against San Francisco, who is looking strong, even with injuries. You would still control your own destiny. But let's be honest. Like, I think the way this works out, and it's on both sides. Like, if the Giants win, it's not guaranteed. But this Washington game feels like it's one of those situations where you win, you're in, you lose, you're out. It's just how it feels. Because if you beat Washington, 
you are in essence like two games ahead of them because you're a full game ahead with the tiebreaker. On the flip side, if you lose, you're a game behind them and they have the tiebreaker. So as far as Washington is concerned, this is this is huge for that tiebreaker. You're not going to have a tiebreaker versus anyone else. With that tie, there are no other tiebreakers except versus Washington. I cannot say enough how big this game is. It's interesting the fact it's on Sunday Night Football. The Giants really have not had success in prime time in a while. I do think back again to 2016 when they won on Sunday Night Football in a low-scoring game versus Dallas. A good Dallas team. Rodell Beckham had a long, just classic Beckham touchdown. And so you're looking to – because, again, it's been a while. You want some primetime success. And I'm not really all that optimistic. Uh, the Giants should have won that game at MetLife, and so that gives you some confidence. But look, Washington will now be the home team here, and we'll see what happens. I, I would like to think this will be a close game. I, I'd like to think the Giants won't get destroyed, but anything's on the table. But here we go. Giants with a really, really bad loss to the Eagles here, an embarrassing loss, 48-22, and now they will head to Washington in what will be – it'll feel like a playoff game. This will determine where the rest of the season goes. Will the Giants, you know, continue this malaise and really just kind of quietly exit? Or will they step up and win a really, really big game against a division rival with everyone watching on Sunday Night Football?